You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Shot of History. Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm Stephanie. I'm the color man, Big Dev. Teehee. I'm Melissa. And I'm Dave. And it's the four of us again, you guys. Whoop, whoop. It's, you know, wow, and here we are a whole week later. Who knew? And it's, I know. And Devin is still rubbing his meat. Uh, you know uh, <laughs> he's he's going to be making that meat moist for a long time. <laughs> you got to make sweet, sweet, tender love to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Uh, so uh, this week, Dave is going to be our historian. I am. What are we what are we talking about today? Uh, we are going to talk about Sealand. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know the rules before we before yep. we talk about anything. Drink it's time. We time for that pickleback, people. Woo! Going hardcore. Coffee and Bailey's, yay! Mm. Woo! Pizza <sighs> Nice. All right, so. I brushed my teeth not too long ago, so these don't taste that great. I <laughs> can't. Wow. Toothpaste. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, be proud of me that I brushed my teeth. I mean, it's but... it's a hell of an accomplishment right now. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it really is. All right. So I mean, last week when we recorded, you were talking about bad, bad odors. So right. I'm glad. I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm taking my hygiene very seriously now. <laughs> so she's now bathing three times a day. Uh, yes. and yeah. <laughs> All right, so that you guys, uh, this is obviously only going to really matter to you guys that are here, uh, just so you know. So this is Sealand. This is what we're going to be talking about. There, there was some confusion uh, about maybe I was going to talk about Sea World, the amusement park, that kind of stuff. No, that's not what that is. Ah, okay, I know what that is. Yep. yep. So what Sealand is, let me... Uh, flip over to my notes here. Uh, so here's the deal. So Sealand is, it's it's technically a really large sunken ship uh, and, and it's off the coast of England. It was built in 1942. Um, it was built at uh, Red Lion Wharf and it was a superstructure. So I'll try to describe this for those who did not just see that visual that are listening at home. Uh, it's basically two huge hollow concrete towers that are topped with a deck. Um, and then on that deck, you can build like, you know, houses. I'm like, if you, like think of like what, like an oil rig almost. Um, yeah. Yeah. Except it's like I said, two giant. I mean, they're they're huge concrete towers, um, and then those towers are divided into uh, seven floors each, um, so they're all squared away. Uh, and so those in those seven floors, uh, there's uh, you know like dining rooms and 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 bedrooms and sleeping accommodations, storage areas. Um, they've got generators down there and, and all that um, kind of stuff. Do they have indoor plumbing? They do because it was built in 1942. <laughs> okay, I, I just want to check. <laughs> These yes. are questions we have to ask. I feel like these, about history. Yeah, I feel like these are questions that matter after that last episode. Yeah. <laughs> like everything they talk about now should be like, was there a poop sponge? Uh, right, but was there a poop sponge? <laughs> uh, and so, and I do. I almost feel like this. Like this is the episode I wanted to do last time we were recording um, when Deb was talking about all the stupid skirmishes and wars. Because there's one of these. There's one of those in here as a little teaser. 
Uh, so then they got the damn thing built, uh, and then three tugboats uh, basically towed it uh, six miles off the coast of England, um, and then they flooded the base, and that let the entire thing sink down. Uh, so, or at least most of it sink down to the floor. But then there's still obviously the, you know those two towers that stick up out of the water and the flat, um, and it was basically put out there. Uh, like I said, it was built in 1942. It was basically originally designed to be an observation post for the Royal Navy. Um, and, you know, it was there to, like, you know, keep an eye out for, you know, U-boats, uh, you know, incoming, you know, attack craft, that kind of stuff. Um, but then it got abandoned. So, like, they were, you know, I mean, let's be real. Living six miles off the coast on this, you know, giant oil rig forever is not all that, you know, appealing to a lot of people. And they're like, over it. Yeah, exactly. I, I think right now would be awesome. Oh, like, oh yeah, right now it would be the place to be. Do you have to, like, leave at any point, or are you kind of, like... Oh no, they were pretty much stuck there for a while until like a, like every now and then a boat would come out and get them and and you know or swap or out crews. Or yeah, bring supplies yep. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um yeah. and so uh so it basically sat abandoned for almost a couple decades. Uh and then in 1967, um a group of pirate radio broadcasters. So I get to make a reference to one of my favorite movies ever, Pump Up the Volume. Uh basically uh they were all operating off of ships. Uh, out in the bay because, you know, the rule was as long as you were, I believe it was at least three miles offshore, the British police couldn't do anything about you. Um, And so they were, so this was six miles offshore and they said, hey, you know what? There's this abandoned structure out there. Um, I bet we can get like, you know, helicopters to bring us supplies and that kind of crap if we get like give them a place to land. And so they just kind of took it over. Like they became squatters Uh, and they decided they were just going to run their own pirate radio thing. But then along comes the king of pirate radio uh, in September, a guy by the name of Roy Bates uh, comes along um, with a bunch of hooligans that he has hired. Uh, Ooh, hooligans. Yep. I love hooligans. I feel like you, know, you can't talk about ruffians uh, coming from London unless right. you call them hooligans. Uh, and so basically they, they stormed it. He kicked, they kicked all of the other pirate radio guys out um, and he takes it over. Rude. Uh, crazy. Um, and, but see, and that's not even the best skirmish. There's, but wait, there's more. Uh, so basically, he because uh, he used to run a thing called Radio Essex um, from a different like see, a different platform, a different barge, but it was inside the three mile radius of it was it, like within that three mile border of the British shore. And so the cops kept messing with him. Like they would, you know, keep storming it and they would like arrest him and they would fine him and yada, yada, yada. So he, t- he and his 15 year old son, Michael, uh, grab all, they take all the pirate radio equipment and they move out to what is at this point, it's still called Ruff's Tower. Um, and then they go ahead and they take it over. But what happened was, is they went ahead and, uh, so as they get this set up and, and he's getting ready to, you know, do this super duper pirate radio station, um, the Brits just changed their laws, uh, and, and made seaborne pirate transmissions illegal from wherever you're broadcasting them from. So then he was like, all right, screw it. Um, I'm not doing a pirate radio station. And he renames it, this is where, and he renames it to Sealand, uh, and declares it to be a sovereign independent state. 
heard about it. Yeah. Uh, and so, but you know, and he had talked with a lawyer, um, and basically, it was uh, because it was in international waters. And because the Brits technically hadn't done anything with it um, in years, they kind of abandoned it. Uh, there was this loophole that it's called dereliction of sovereignty. That because the British, aban- you know, hadn't been there in so long, he could just go ahead and he could legally take it over. Hmm. Nice. Um, That's awesome. And so, but they did. <laughs> but so, like, the, okay, you got away with that one. But so, like I said, there was this other platform that was about three miles out that other people used to use. And so they're like, well, we're not going to let this shit happen again. And so the Brits just bombed the crap out of it and delete and destroyed that one. So then you've got uh, do 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 Oh, uh, <laughs> so then you know they're they're just you know it's not like the British are I mean, the British are a little stuffy and and they're not really cool with people challenging their rule. I, I feel like we know this. I've- I've never heard that about British people. I, I know. I, I feel like I feel like this has been That's a thing. Crazy. I know. So, <laughs> so a couple of uh, in in 1969, um, the uh, the Brits, uh, the, the British Navy, go ahead and start uh, like lining up some boats. Um, like some of their ships are like off right off outside of you know this this whole platform um, and so Michael so again so he's uh, 17 years old at this time uh, picks up a rifle and shoots at one of the ships uh, and so the dumb thing is, is so here's something to keep in mind so you're out you're six miles out on this platform you still have to get supplies so right. right. So they were still regularly taking trips back to the mainland. Well, so like two weeks later, they take a trip back to the mainland to get supplies, where of course the cops are waiting for them because they shot at a naval. They shot at one of the naval vessels. Um, but I'm gonna get you. So fun little loophole. So they, they so the Brits like arrest them. They keep them in jail for a while. It gets to their court date. Um, and because you know they're so the the uh, the Bates are are challenging uh, their the sovereign again it's the dereliction of sovereignty thing, and before like the, before it gets to the ruling phase of this court case, the Brits drop it because they realize that they're probably going to lose, and if they actually lose this case in court, it sets a really really bad precedent for them. I was going to say that's a precedent you don't want to set. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. no, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they drop it, um, and you know they release them, and 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 the Bates you know go back off to their little platform and do their thing, uh, and then everything's calm. Nobody, nobody at, at any point said diplomatic immunity and got shot. Diplomatic like immunity, <laughs> it's been <Right>. revoked. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lethal Weapon Two. Uh, so things are things are chill for a while after that. Um, but so Roy Bates, um, he gets approached by um, you know some questionable groups uh, looking to use uh, the platform. For for their no. own ends, yeah. I mean, he's you know they're you know we're talking about smugglers and that kind of stuff. Um, but so here's the thing: even though he went off and declared this his own nation, um, he refused all of them uh, because he said he would have no part in doing anything that would harm the United Kingdom at all. Hmm. So he wouldn't. So, so he was he was kind of like noble in a sense. Yeah. He wanted to do his own thing, but he didn't want to harm. Yeah. He just wanted to be free to 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 run his radio station and yeah, you know, and just and just yeah, he wanted to have his own thing. Yeah, yeah I get that. So in 1975, don't want that, but <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 
So you can have your own stuff. Too. Yeah, that's right. It's my stuff, not your stuff. That's how you can become your own sovereignty with your own stuff. Um, right. So in 1975, uh, he writes the Constitution of the Principality, uh, develops a flag, a national anthem, postage stamps, currency, and passports. Uh, the national. <laughs> Sorry? That's the Holy Crap. Oh yeah, yeah, because I mean he's his own nation, so he can do this shit. Yeah, um, that is so fucking rad. Oh, it's it's amazing. So the the national seal was designed to incorporate uh, incorporate Sealand's national motto of "E Mare Libertas," meaning from the from the sea, freedom. So like that's the you know that's his thing. He you know he just wanted to be free. Uh, so then in uh, August of 1978, here comes the skirmish. Uh, in August of 1978, Roy, uh, the dad, gets approached by these German and Dutch diamond merchants, um, and they say, "Hey, dude, we want to fly you to Austria uh, because we've got this really cool, like, sweet business deal uh, that we want to talk to you about, but we can't talk about it here. We got to talk to you in Austria." Uh, so. Roy uh, and his wife, Joan, um, is, they're like, oh, cool, sweet business deal with Austria and diamonds. We're in. Um, so they fly to Austria. And then as soon as they get off the plane, um, yeah, they're, they met by five armed men. Uh, of course. Yeah, and uh, the meeting time comes and goes. Uh, and then, of course, nothing's happening. Uh, so Roy and his wife, you know, managed to get free for a little bit. They try to contact their son, Michael, uh, who's now probably about 20. Um, but so the problem is there's no they're trying to ma- find out that Michael they're trying to find out if Michael and Sealand are okay but here's the problem there's no phones or radios anywhere on Sealand uh, so they basically have to start like calling and radioing uh, the local fishermen uh, and the naval coast guard uh, that are like, in the area check. yeah and go up there and check man. yep and so one of one of the fishermen goes well okay here's the deal um, there's a really big helicopter hovering over Sealand right now uh, and so, uh, the, you know, they had, so like days go by cause you know, they're still in captivity. Um, basically. And, and so then you find out the other side of the story is that this helicopter shows up at Sealand, uh, and like, you know, says, Hey, we've got a, we've got a telex from your dad. Um, and then, so they, they let the helicopter land. And of course, as soon as the, they land, they take it over. Um, and so they, you know, so they, they basically lock Michael in a cell for three days without food or water. Uh, and then they decide they're going to put the, and this is again, the 20 year old kid. Uh, they put him on board a Dutch vessel that was nearby, uh, and then drop him off in Holland with no money, no passport, no anything. What the hell? So now we have another group that has taken over this island, this little like, you know, platform by force, um, because they want to use it for their own purposes. That's so stupid. It's like just this little, thing like this just goes to show you that if somebody has something this is why we can't have nice things yeah Yeah. like if somebody has something it automatically like is gonna be coveted by other people exactly Uh, so but roy is not done so (laughs) but wait there's but wait there's more (laughs) so he finds a helicopter pilot and this is the this is what i think is the best part of the and this helicopter pilot who has done work on james bond movies and 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 rallies the, rallies the troops, get some forces, um, and head back to Sealand. They uh, they get there, uh, and and I, I wish there was film of this because this sounds very dramatic if it's true. Um, so they're they're still in the helicopter, uh, and they do the whole sliding down ropes onto the deck, armed with shotguns. Uh, they 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 fire off a shot, and apparently there's only like six of these people that are there that took this over, um, and so they 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 they, they surrender. 
they're like, okay, cool. Um, and but here's the best part: because they are a sovereign nation, they hold them as prisoners of war, <laughs> and and force their force their home countries to petition and pay for their release. <laughs> nice. Hey, you might as well get some money out of the deal as huh? you should. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um, and then again, uh, you know, so in, in 1982, um, a group of Argentinians uh, come up to Roy and say, hey, you know, the Falkland War is going on uh, and we're kind of have a problem with England. Uh, is it okay? like how much money do you want for us to like basically set up shop here? And again, he sends them away. He says, look, I get it. But like, no, I'm not setting up this thing to be that's going to be used as a harm to England or anywhere else. Get out of here. So, you know, I mentioned the whole passports and all that stuff. So in 1987, sad moment, uh, <laughs> Roy, Roy revokes and invalidates all Sealand passports. Aww. And well, because he, he realizes and this, this is why. Uh, and, and so here's the funny. By 1987, there, they believe there are about 150,000 of them in circulation. So there are a hundred. So there are 150,000 people roaming around the planet with passports from this little platform sovereign nation thing that isn't really a thing. Um, but he realizes that an international money laundering ring has appeared using the sale of fake passports to finance drug trafficking and money laundering from yeah. Russia and Iraq. And he's like, dude can't have this happen uh yeah so like all of our all of our stuff is 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 just like gone because and here's the best part the guy that attempted the coup um in 1978 the whole like the first helicopter that took things over when he got back to uh austria he used he used his sealand passport and here you go dev used his sealand passport to declare diplomatic immunity Yes. And receive diplomatic license plates. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my god. So, <laughs> um, so I mean, okay. So in today's world, I mean, the deal is like sovereign, like Sealand's sovereignty and legitimacy aren't really recognized by any real nations. Like they're just not. Because um, you got to keep in mind, this entire thing is only 550 square meters. Um, yep. It's basically tolerated by England, um, but it's, you know, they're just there. Uh, and, and the best part is so, like, you know, everybody's declassifying documents and that kind of stuff. And uh, so 30 years ago, so back in the 90s, uh, the Brits basically, like, had a plan in place and were ready to go um, to just basically storm it with special forces and take it back over. And then they just kind of realized, you know, that's kind of a PR nightmare waiting to happen. Um, we probably shouldn't do that, and so they abandon the plans, and and Bates gets to keep his keep his Just thing. Let him be, man. Like it's yeah. not even that. Like it's kind of cool, but it's not that cool. Yeah, it's like, just there. Um, really? So, like okay. you know, so like I said, you know, they have their own electric, electrical generators. Um, and so for a while, uh, there was a company called Havenco. Um, Havenco is a data hosting services company uh, that was started on the island in the year two thousand. And so the Bates leased, uh, you know, the part of the platform to Havenco, uh, and said basically, you know, it, our data it's unparalleled security and independence to users uh, who wish to take advantage of the of the internet colocation services and their whole thing was we will just like we're not beholden to any other nation's laws 
So if anybody tries to come to us uh, to get your data, we'll just destroy the servers. Like we'll just drop them out in the ocean and and, and fine. Um, so they actually had a, had a pretty good de- you know deal with it. Uh, so uh, but then in January of 2007, uh, the Pirate Bay uh, comes in. Uh, you know, digital content, you know, entertainment media, you know, and software company. Basically, it's you know a lot of pirate transactions and, and that kind of stuff. Um, went ahead and uh, you know set up shop there. They were you know they were leasing the island to them. Well, but then you know the copyright law thing happens and. Things get a little crazy and a little bit more serious, uh, and so they're forced to shut down. Uh, between 2007 and 2010, um, they actually offered it up for sale, uh, you know, through an estate company. Uh, the asking price uh, was 750 million pounds um, at the time, 906 million dollars. Uh, nobody bought it. Yeah, I was going to say that's a ridiculous amount of money for yeah. so little. I mean, it seems like a price gouge. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, like you can, go, like you can buy an island in the Caribbean for like two million. Like, why, why would you right. want? Yeah, why would you well, want that? Take the island. <laughs> so why are they trying to sell it when it was supposedly in international waters? It was initially like free range. Like, yeah. Uh, it, you know. Who knows? Uh, so you know, a couple of odd things. Uh, there, there is no smoking or drinking allowed on sea land. Boo! Don't want to go there. Yeah, exactly. Anymore. Yeah, totally Boo. out. Um, <laughs> no, and here back to people are disgusting. Uh, no one is allowed more than three five-minute showers per week, um, in the interest of conserving fresh water, much of which they only get from rain. Hmm. Uh, the population. Well, I mean, you can probably keep yourself fairly clean with three showers a week. Yeah. Just don't like you know roll around in dirt or like run. I feel like, I feel like, like just like, don't sweat. Me, one. One would have to be like just for hair washing, right? <laughs> right. And then the other two would be body. Right. Like, so my hair could wash like once a week because like there's no way I could do five minutes. Uh, hair on top of that, like yeah. <laughs> my hair um, like five minutes. Today, um, basically, uh, the population of the quote-unquote country um, rarely exceeds more than five people. Um, Roy moved back to the mainland uh, when he became elderly, uh, naming his son Michael as the regent and heir to the throne. Uh uh, so and and then Roy died, uh, as as everyone does in and these then stories, he died. Um, yeah. in October yeah. 2012 at the age of 91. Um, Michael no longer Michael no longer even lives on the thing. Uh, he lives in Suffolk. Uh, he and his sons run a family fishing business called Fruits of the Sea, uh, and and so but you know they still lease out the island to different companies and that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, so I mean it was you know and but like regardless of the illegal status, uh, so they still like they still pretend like like even though nobody. Rec- recognizes them as being legit um they they pretend like they're hereditary royal rulers um roy always called himself prince roy uh his wife was princess joan um the son is his royal highness prince michael um and and also the prince regent um he's also referred to as the head of state and head of government and so, like, they've, they've tried over, and then the funny thing is, like, they've tried over the years to do, um, like, they wanted to try to get into the Olympics, uh, a couple of times as, as their own nation. Um, but because there's usually only five people on it, yeah. they don't have enough for any teams. <laughs> what are they going to do? Yeah. With five people. Yeah. So they, they don't really have any teams. So that's, that's not a thing. Uh, like the, so like they've, they've tried for like, you know, whatever, you know, they, you know, they, uh, in, in 2000. Yeah. It's just not a thing. Um, I don't think that's enough for a curling team. That's yeah, 
so but they've tra- they still try to get the thing out like they uh you know they they hosted a skateboarding event on the island um in 2008 uh that was sponsored by Red Bull um you know trying to you know keep the keep the spirit alive um uh, in 2012 uh they basically uh <laughs> they they built and then ran a roller derby team uh competition uh trying to do that uh for a minute uh they've had you know a, a mountaineer in 2013 planted a sealand flag um at the summit of mount everest uh, uh, in in tw- in 2015, there was a dude named Simon Messenger um, who was basically doing a he wanted to do a run around the world, uh, and so he counted Sealand um, and basically ran laps on Sealand until he ran a half marathon. Because again, 550 square meters ran 13 miles. That's a lot of friggin' laps. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, that's, that's the scoop. I mean, uh, they've, they've started reissuing, uh, passports again. Um, and they've started, uh, reissuing their own currency. Uh, and, you know, they've got, you know, coins and, and that kind of stuff. And it basically, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, like the one trillion dollars Zimbabwe bill, you know, basically people buy it just, you know, they want to get their hands on it for the novelty. Uh, but yeah, yeah. so that's, that's the history of Sealand. You know, and, uh, they're still out there floating around. What I think is hilarious, like, you know, as you were just listing off all these things that they were doing to, like, try to, like, you know, give themselves, like, you know, like, we're legitimate. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, uh, it, it's like in Mean Girls, like, Fetch isn't going to stop. Happen. Stop trying to make like, Fetch it's happen. It's, it's never going to happen. Like, <laughs> we're a thing. I stop. promise. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Try, stop trying to make Sealand happen. It's it's never going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, but. I mean, and you do. You like, know. you just, you got to admire, like, just. One, the audacity of this guy to basically like just, you know, he's got, he wants to be the best squatter. So, you know, storming this thing, you know, storming this platform that already has squatters on it, kicking them all off and then basically declaring himself king of a sovereign nation right off the coast of, of England and, and then just keeping it on a series of technicalities. It's, it's friggin' amazing. I love it. That is awesome. That's normally how squatters get through anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, I think it's time to oh, pop out the one. plugs. Yeah. Ah, no, yeah. Pop out the plugs. That a better one, pop. That one was better. That was better, yeah. Um, uh, I guess out. I was going to say, I'll, oh. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I figured, yeah. Uh, hey, Podcast Detroit, all the things, all the places. Um, check us out. Check out. Uh, we still have a bunch of podcast recording, including a lot of new ones that have launched for some reason during this uh, whole shutdown. Um, yeah, check it out. Uh, you know, Source Point Press, Deepwater Games, N3 Art, uh, all those things that I'm involved with to some extent. Um, and uh, fuck Steve and Jefferson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, check out uh, Rocketing Studios. Almost all of my work is published through them. Uh, you can find them at rocketingstudios.com and you can find them on Facebook. Uh, they have a lot of great titles, so uh, give them a look. And Thanks. I think that is it today for a shot of history i'm stephanie i'm the color man big dev i'm melissa and i'm dave